No. Mike and Beth, we're getting the old crew back together. Mike, Woo! Beth, how are the two of you doing? Yeah, I'm right. sick, but I'm here. I'm here to help. Mike is not sick. He's lying to you. Very he's, sick. He's healthy. He's healthy as a a, a horse. <coughs> All right. I've been sick, but I'm less sick. Beth, why do people say happy as a clam? Why are clams happy? Because their shells look like they're smiling. Ooh, that was going to be my answer, Beth. Do they? That's a that's a very good answer, yeah. I guess, if you look at it. Dolph, dolphins look like they're smiling. Uh, dolphins are complex, think... though. Yeah. Yeah. Dolphins the dolphin can up. deceive you. I've already cursed. I didn't like, say that. Yeah. Eighty well, seconds in, and I've I said the F word. There it is. We're, we're not that's even. That's that's the Dayquil. That's not me. We're not even sixty <laughs> seconds into the show. It's already been ruined. Um, Tell oh us, God, fans, have... do, do clams smile? Let us know. Yeah, let at us know. Do you think um, speaking of interaction, you all Clam should be pole. watching, and by watching I mean listening to us um, and going to iTunes and leaving a nice review and a five-star rating. We have 69 reviews right now, so I'm really I'm semi-against but we do need more. Um, it helps people find us. We were also the number 40 top fastest growing podcast on Stitcher last week. We are flying up the ranking. So thank you all for the support. Um, Joe, who is I 41? Ready. I don't know. Do you want me to find out? Okay, I, just want to tell, I just want to tell him to suck it. That's all. Oh, well, we're going to tell him to suck it. Um, well, there's a bunch of things to talk about. Uh, Second forty one. Yes, um, well, I'm looking for it right now. Um, also, why? Are you, think, what, what's your problem with sixty nine? Do I have to make an obligatory Jamie Ben joke? Well, it was just like I, I'm happy that we have six. It's a very nice number. And then mm-hmm. if someone else leaves a nice review, it will become seventy, <laughs> and it will no longer be sixty nine. Well, that's that's true of like any number. I I, nice. I guess I feel like we're not really. We're not talking about the same thing here. Beth, you might be too mature. <laughs> yeah, you, you're way too mature for this, unless you're making it a point to prove my immaturity, which is possible. But that's something someone who's mature would do. Yeah, maybe high road. somebody who's mature. All right, hang on. I have I'm the just a right smiling here. clam making points yeah, she's, she's about a smiling clam. Do so smile? we're number 40. Number 41 is what about why press plays. Why what? press play? Why why listen to why press play is what I say. There it is. I'm There's sure, also a I'm Star sure Trek comedy at um, 
42. We moved up 20,909 places. Wow. I know. We're, we're really... Hoof. Hoof, That's hoof, almost hoof. frightening. And, and our frightening. response to that was going with the three old people who used to do the podcast all the time. That's that's correct. Our, yeah. That's no, our which strategy. I think is really good. I, I do think that's the way to go. To be completely <laughs> honest with you, I mean, where else do you get this kind of content where you're mixing both Rangers, clams, Dolphins, the number yeah, sixty nine? Beth, I'm surprised you didn't celebrate me saying bivalves. Do other bivalves smile and mollusks? I thought that was clever. But oh. I'm not clever anymore. Yeah, but, Very but true. you know what? Muscles, no. Cockles. Yeah, I'm I'm well aware. Um, anyway, uh, this opening has been kind of weird, and so has well, the Rangers' tanking efforts. Um, <laughs> the Rangers beat a smoking hot Carolina team last night, six to three. Ryan Spooner had another assist. Buchnevich had three assists. Jimmy Vesey had three goals. We have a lot, a lot yeah. to talk about with those. But two. we should only uh, play Booch eleven minutes a night. Still, I think that's, yeah, we, that's yeah, what we he's the worst. Play. You know, the do worst. what you can there. Fuck that guy. Um, Mike, when you watch the Rangers win games, what do you think? Serious question. Why? What, like, Why what are they goes winning? Your head? Yeah, you don't. Don't you want high draft picks? Don't Don't you like what you need? If you need something, you should you should almost certainly like it. Like I need food and water. Those are among my favorite things. Sleep? If, if all I could do is sleep all day, I would. Things I need, a uh, roof over my head, clothes, these are all things I like. Yeah, you like those. Uh, so when you need something, and the Rangers need high picks, which means they need to not, not win games. But you can't, of course, make tanking too conspicuous. You can't, like, you can't make it too obvious. Uh, but it feels like this, this plucky group of like replacements and scrubs and like guys who other teams passed over and uh, you know, guys on their third or fourth chances and, and like a, a couple guys who are still like the, the, the last, like on Thanksgiving, the day after Thanksgiving, the few turkeys that are still alive looking around, like where the hell did everyone go? That's what this Rangers team is <laughs> like. And for whatever reason, this bunch of turkeys is playing better than they should. Where the hell was this? I don't care anymore. The point is they need to not do this. They have to lose. They have to lose beautifully. They have to lose gracefully. They have to lose and learn, Joe. It really doesn't matter lose how they lose. Learn. They could lose however they lose. Um, Beth, your thoughts, and since Mike used Thanksgiving, you need to find a way to turn Christmas into your response. Um, you know, it's – you can't – I can't watch a game and want them to lose. I mean, unless they're going to do it in some sort of spectacular, you know, slapstick fashion that amuses me. Um, and I'm really not sure what – actually, that's not true. I know exactly what that would look like. But, you know, I really don't see that happening in a rational world. Um, you know, it's fun seeing Spooner and Nemesnikov and, and them playing. It's fun seeing, I don't know, Brady Shea looked like he had PTSD for a couple of games, but last night he sort of seemed back to himself a little bit. I mean, he's not the elder statesman on D, but he's definitely kind of a leader back there now. Um, on the other hand, you're kind of just wondering, you know, after what happened to D'Angelo last night, you know, who else is just going to get some sort of terrible injury 
in the games that are remaining this season and you just want to emerge with everybody intact, whether they're going to be players or like, you know, trade pieces or whatever. So yeah, it's, it's a difficult, it's a difficult thing to do. I mean, you want to see good hockey and good hockey requires that the Rangers actually play some of it. Um, It's easier. I think watching uh, Georgiev lose, but he didn't. Um, because I think when you're, you know, when Hank's in the net, you're always thinking about legacy too. You're always thinking this is going on his stats. He's got record numbers of wins. You want him to add to that. Um, but when the kid is in the net, it kind of feels like all bets are off and anything can happen. So yeah, I mean, it's a strange time right now, but it is very hard to, to want them to lose psychologically uh, when you're actually watching it off. But they need Beth. They need. I know. You can't always get what you want, Beth, but if you try sometimes, yeah. you just might find to get what you need. Um, you also didn't mention Christmas, so you've been docked points. I, however, will mention Christmas. Am what I winning now? I thought Mike had to do that. No, Mike no, mentioned you, Thanksgiving. I brought up Thanksgiving. All right, I'm not deducting points from you, but you get no points for that response. So Mike is winning. He gets one point, but I'm going to award myself 10 points because of what, this what brilliant. What game am I playing? You don't know, and neither do we. Um, I'm here's my Christmas. Rangers. Oh. Here's my Christmas response. The New York Rangers. Let's try it again. Ready? No! I don't know what's happening. <laughs> One of the reasons I'm just looking at my daughter, because my wife is taking a shower, just begging her not to cry on the podcast, so let's just get this pacifier in there right there. Okay. Um, One of the reasons why I think the Rangers are – playing the way that they are, there is no kick in the ass that these people seem to believe in in terms of, oh, the Rangers made these trades and now everybody's afraid and like, oh, this is what you needed to do to wake up the locker room. There's none of that. Here's the reality of the situation. The Rangers are going to continue to win games because you can't tell a team to tank. But beyond that, Ryan Spooner, Kevin Hayes, Vladislav Nemestikov, um, David D'Arnay, Jimmy VC, Cody McLeod, although he really doesn't count, um, Paul <laughs> Carey, Rob O'Gara, Brady Shea, John Gilmore, and Ryan Sproul are all playing for a contract this summer. Pavel Buchnevich, Matt Zuccarello, Peter Holland, Neil Pionk, Anthony D'Angelo, and Stephen Camper are all playing for a contract next summer. There are only one, two, three, four, five, six players, including Lundqvist, seven if you include Smith, who are not looking for a contract this year or next year. So it's very difficult to tell a guy like Spooner or Nemestikov, whose contract next this summer is going to very much include the games and the points that they're putting up with the Rangers hey, don't try. It's just not something that you can possibly do. So, and here's the Christmas reference, they are looking for presents under the tree this summer. Nice, big, hefty contracts with lots of money and zeros and dollars and no movement clauses and whatever it may be. So how do you tell a guy like Kevin Hayes, don't really try the rest of the way? Because you know that's going to come up in a negotiation. I believe Nemestikov has arbitration rights. I don't know about Ryan Spooner. I think he does too. So these guys are trying to make their case. 
for why they thank you, Michael um, Spooner does as well. They're trying to make a case for why they deserve more money. It's impossible to not have this team go all out because these guys need to prove that they deserve their next contract. So it's an unavoidable situation. It's just a circumstance of chance, really, that the players that the Rangers currently have and the players that the Rangers brought in happen to be free agents. It's just the price of doing business. Um, but yeah, these guys, these guys are playing for their next contract. So it is not just something that you can just sit there and say, Hey, you know, what happens happens. These guys are going to go all out. Not that they shouldn't anyway, but as much as the Rangers need to lose and as much as the Rangers should want to lose. And as much as like Beth said, I'm not actively rooting against the Rangers, but there's a part of me that understands that them losing needs to happen. These guys are going to bring it because they have to. And that is something that I'm not totally sure the Rangers were super, you know, prepared for. I mean, look, the Rangers are probably going to have a top 10 pick regardless. Um, yeah, but there's a huge difference between 10 and 7 and 10 and 5. There, and, and this year, there is an even bigger difference because there really is top-end talent to lose. through the first seven picks of the draft. Um, so, so don't you play Shattenkirk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess we should. Nice segue, I guess yeah. We talk about that. That's a nice segue. Um, what the hell is happening? Shattenkirk, he had a setback, so he's not skating the next couple of days, according to AV. But it really feels like the Rangers are trying to get him into the lineup this year. And why? Uh, what's, what's the what, why? Yeah, Mike, why don't you give us there your thoughts? There is no why. Or Beth, uh, I don't understand. Your thoughts. <clears throat> go ahead, well, Beth. And I go, I'll go. Yes, because, Beth can go. Yeah, Beth can there's, go. There's not a single reason why, and the whole even conversation about it is making me. I know the NHL has this problem in general. Um, but making me really not trust this whole organization in terms of how they treat injuries. I, I'm worried that Kreider came back too soon. Um, not to mention the other concussion he almost got the other night. Um, and yeah, there, there, there is no reason. I mean, let him skate around fine. Let him work out, whatever. There's no reason to put him on the ice, jeopardize him right now. It's one thing, yes, I mean, Joe, your points. The guys out there are trying to get their contracts. Shattenkirk got his. There is no reason for him to be out there jeopardizing an injury that's going to be fragile in games that, let's just all admit it, mean nothing. I mean, we knew that already. So, yeah, those are my thoughts, but I'm also, it also makes me wonder about how they've treated other injuries. So, anyway, Michael. Mike? Yeah, it, I don't know if there's some part of the Rangers front office that is – you know, uh, under some sort of illusion that, you know, they can hope for a miracle, like, you know, candles lasting longer than they should. That's a Hanukkah reference. That's <laughs> two points for Mike. Uh, I, I I feel like, you know, the other thing that needs to be said here is this is a guy who already was playing hurt earlier this season. Let mm-hmm. him heal. Let him get well. Let him get, let him get good for next year. And that's that much less, you know, that much less, tread off his tires, you know, that much less mileage for him. And a lot of that is, this is just, I, I know that when you're in any, like you can't tank on purpose. Uh, it's a toxic thing to do. You know, we, we've seen what happens when teams try it and how fan bases respond, but you don't have to, 
like you don't have to go this extra mile and stuff. You can say uh, the right decision moving forward is holding him out until he's he is 100% because this isn't there's no reason to rush him back. There's no reason to have rushed Kreider back. There's no reason to rush D'Angelo back except, you know, he he's a guy who we'll get into that in a bit of why he needs to be on the ice for his own sake. But I I really I'd really like this front office to make a decision here that makes sense. And that's, you know, Shattenkirk won't come back until he's good and ready. And maybe that it's a good thing that, you know, there's this setback and this is kind of forcing their hand or encouraging them to see the light that like, there's no reason there's it's counterintuitive. It hurts their cause to have Shattenkirk on the ice because he'll given how thin this blue line is, if Shattenkirk is playing, you know, with with all these hungry forwards who are doing all these good things, and you know, with Spooner and Nemestikov and all the magic they're they're they've been making since they've been here, he's gonna he's gonna be a part of the solution. And right now, the Rangers don't need that. They need to see mm-hmm. what these guys who are on the fringe can do. They don't need guys who are fixing stuff today. Uh, they need guys who are playing for their contracts and stuff. And like Beth said, Shattenkirk's locked up. He's got he's got nothing to play for. He wants to play and prove himself in New York desperately, but he's he's already you know he's paid a really hefty tax. He's paid a pound of flesh. He got hurt. He played really well despite being injured, and you know his season came to an abrupt end, and that sucks. But this this year is just a wash for him. Let it be a wash. Don't you know? Don't add something to it that doesn't need to be there. Yeah, and. I think the point of Shattenkirk at this point, um, you really do have to look at what is he going to bring to the team? Um, my bet is Shattenkirk is pushing very hard to come back because he wants some level of normalcy to his off season, right? And if he can get 10 games in before the end of the year, wonderful, because it sort of makes things a little bit more normal as he goes through the process. He gets his legs under him a little bit. Um but when you really sit down and think about it, players want to play, right? Jimmy Vesey went back into the game. He had to get pulled out by the concussion protocol. Um, Chris Kreider had symptoms of the blood clot for, I think, a couple of weeks, they were saying. And he was still out there. So it is the job of AV and it is the job of the front office to say, Kevin, you are not playing the rest of the year. I do think there's a story and a, a, a talking point behind the Rangers maybe bringing guys back from, from injury that they shouldn't. Um, Chris Kreider coming back when he did, he, again, we, there's no way to speculate whether or not he's 100% from that injury. The timetable was pretty much where it needed to be. Did Kreider need to come back when he came back? I, I, I don't know the answer to that question. Did Kreider need to play You know, right after he was cleared from the concussion? 100% he did not need to, um, especially with an injury like that. Jimmy Vesey going back into the game, I think it was the Nashville game, where he was hurt um, and needed to be taken out by the concussion protocol. The Rangers have had incidents like the Henrik Lundqvist incident, where Lundqvist was finished playing the game after he got hit in the throat with a puck and he could have had a stroke. So I get it. Hockey players want to play. But it is the front office's job to say, hey, nothing good is going to come from you to play. There's no reason for you to be here. And Kevin Shattenkirk, is, he's too important to the Rangers' future, to be completely honest with you. He's here for three more years um, after this season to 
just be out there and not be a hundred percent or to put himself in a situation where he's potentially going to hurt himself. So I'm, I'm just not a fan of this. I think it's bizarre. I think the fact that he had a setback is probably a good thing for everybody to take a deep breath. And at least it means the Rangers are being somewhat realistic about it, but there's really no purpose for him to be on the ice for the rest of the year. There's no purpose for Kreider to be on the ice for the rest of the year. Um, Anthony D'Angelo, like Mike said, and I guess we can make this transition. This is a disastrous time or this is disastrous timing for this injury for him because we were just talking last week before I thought the tree fell on my house. Like D'Angelo needs these minutes. He's one of the few players who, if John Gilmore is proving why he needs to be around or at least be part of the discussion on defense next year, Anthony D'Angelo is a guy who needs to prove that he also belongs in that conversation. And I do think his stretch of games has been pretty good. I, I understand there's a lot of animosity about D'Angelo just because of his very open and very adamant political stances. But from a hockey player standpoint, there's certainly flaws in his game. Um, I think we've seen a little bit of the flashes uh, of stuff that the Rangers saw when they took him. I think you see part of the reason why he might be a successful hockey player down the line. I think you also see a lot of the reasons why he might not be, but these third pair minutes with stall, uh, I, I don't really think help anybody. And for him to miss, say the rest of the year, and I am totally speculating on this. I, I have no Kara idea. Yeah. Um, the results of his MRI came back and they, Mike, you said what? They're waiting on more information. Yeah. The, oh, come on. We know they know. He had, he had um, his MRI. I think today at 1130 is what Vigneault said. And uh, he also said that, you know, he thought, uh, you know, he explained a lot how, you know, this is a big deal for a guy like D'Angelo, you know, meaning this is an opportunity to play. And, you know, he made a point of saying that he, think that he thinks that he's kind of on the right track here in regards to his play lately. Uh, I think his exact quote was, in Tony's case, I think he's on the right track here. Um, and, you know, obviously there's context to that quote, and uh, it's, the Rangers tweeted that little uh, press announcement regarding, um, you know, the setback with Shattenkirk, uh, the update on D'Angelo, and, of course, they called up Ryan Sproul uh, from the Wolfpack because no more D'Angelo. So, uh, but, yeah, like Beth said, they know. Uh, you know, if they did it at 1130 and they announced this, like, around 1 or like 12:45 or something. So they they know what's going on with the Angelo, and it's likely not good. And that's that's a real shame because, like Joe is, was saying, this is not this is not an injury he can afford right now. And I mean, players can never afford injuries, but this is a huge audition for him. It's a huge deal, and he's already had to kind of skate uphill, given you know his playing with O'Gara a lot and Stall, and it's he's been asked to be, you know, to make his impact almost exclusively on the power play. And this is a Rangers team that, you know, doesn't, doesn't have, you know, the, the complement of power play weapons that, that it should have, or that it had just a little while ago. It's, it's, it's a completely different team now. And, you know, he hasn't put up a lot of points and that's when your defensemen like him, the first thing people look to is points. And, you know, it's also very clear when he makes mistakes. And when you have a defensive partner like O'Gara, for example, uh, it's really easy to look bad because I think it's no secret that O'Gara has really, really struggled. Um, 
And when he's at a position that directly impacts what D'Angelo has to do, how he has to compensate. And it's been kind of, you know, a mixed bag in many ways for D'Angelo here uh, with this opportunity. But he's still shown a lot of promise. The skill is there. The speed is there. And for him to have an injury like this, and, you know, this happened when he went down in the Carolina game. He went to the boards hard and awkward. It did not look good. He left that game. And, yeah, uh, this isn't, it's not good timing. Not good. He couldn't put any weight on his leg either. It's worth saying. Yeah. Yeah, and not good. So, yeah. Beth, your thoughts? <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I felt like he was coming along. I felt like he was thinking more about, you know, what the best move was from a hockey perspective, as opposed to you know how to showcase himself. I definitely saw that change in his game since he since he came up and. Um, you know, you'd want him to be rewarded for that, for thinking more and being a little more humble and obviously getting to know the people he's playing with a little better. So that's probably part of it too. Um, maybe it's not as much hubris as it seemed at the beginning. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a crappy time for him development wise. It's good that if he goes out, AV seems to have, you know, the picture of these last few games in his head, at least, um, of course, that's assuming AV's going to be the person he needs to matter to um, next season. But, yeah, it's it's a rough thing for him to happen when he seemed to be going in the right direction uh, in a number of ways. He's a, he's a controversial guy, but um, as long as he keeps his mouth shut about some things, I'm willing to give him a chance, and he definitely seemed to be learning, at least on the ice. So, Yeah, I I think there's – listen, there, there are certainly reasons why – um, I think we were talking about this a few weeks ago on the podcast, maybe a few months ago, um, that, you know, a player's political views and who they support for whatever reason really isn't any of our business unless it's turned into our business publicly. And he's one of the few players that really is outspoken in this regard. So you can certainly understand where some of the off-ice animosity from the fan base has come from. Um, I will say that I think the people who root for him to get injured or are hoping that he gets injured, um, it's I, I treat that the same way That's that too far. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's the same way that I treat that. the people who who root who, who were booing Rick Nash in the playoffs. It's just it's there's certain lines that I I don't think you cross as a fan and hoping that anyone gets injured. I don't care who it is. It could be Crosby or or as a person. Malcolm. Just want to throw yeah. that out there. <clears throat> so, wishing harm on on people who are relatively you know, benign, you know, they're not evil. They're not actively evil people. They have a differing yeah. opinion. Oh my, uh, Mike, who wishing is harm evil. on them is, well, I am now, but yeah, there's there a, there's a, there's a lightning bolt and a change in me. The something, chemical spill. Something you took, were involved in. Yeah. Something took me um. and, Ever Are you going to sing a Disney a song? Because it sounds like you're about to sing a Disney song. There it is. I've been watching a lot of Disney is. lately. Uh, for real, I have been watching a lot of Disney lately. More Mickey Mouse than I know what to do with. Oh, um, what's Kaylin's Mickey favorite? Mouse, really? So she loves it. She what's loves Kaylin's it. She laughs. Huh. She she coos at the television as Mickey Mouse explains things to her that she'll never understand. Today there was an episode of like Mickey Mouse where they were talking about like the peripheral vision and the differences between what a giant would see and what we would see, which I thought was a little advanced for a uh, three-month-old, but <laughs> who am I to say? 
what isn't isn't. Um, just final point on D'Angelo here, and, and um, I want to talk about Mickey Mouse. I, I what do you want to know about Mickey Mouse? Don't know about the things like. now. Yeah, I know what peripheral vision that's looks that's like. I know what I want to talk about him. Um, Why doesn't he wear a yeah. shirt? Because he doesn't have to, Michael. Where is nipple? Why doesn't Donald I'm... Duck wear pants? No, that's because he doesn't Why have. Why doesn't to. Daffy Duck wear anything? Um, that's a good question, actually. One of them should wear. Well, something. I mean, Bugs Bunny doesn't wear anything either, so you don't have these like you know weird reversals. At least, at least there's some that's degree true. of yeah, but consistency. Where's a vest? Or a jacket. But wh- why? That's what would you wear? Most vests are lined with bunny fur, Michael. That's, that's would you wear a suit made of human flesh? What? That's such a that's such a ridiculous statement. Most no, vests I'm sorry. are lined with, with bunny fur. Joe's have you a ever been? How much right Disney now? Channel have you watched? I've watched quite a bit, and I just see vests More made than of bunny you fur. Possibly imagine. I I, I hope. I hope that's true. I really do hope that's true. I too was once a young a young lad. Yeah, but you don't retain like Caitlin's not gonna remember watching the Disney Channel. With not now dreams in my eyes and and a wish in my heart skipping stones across the It'll be embedded in her little brain somewhere for when she needs information about peripheral vision. It's true, and then she can think about what it would look like to uh yeah. The different the perception and then she'll wonder why, Very complicated. She'll wonder why Mickey Mouse has two front-facing eyes, like a like a predator does when mice are supposed to have eyes on the sides of their head. Oh my God, Joe! You know who has eyes on the side of his head? Just for Foss. Mickey Mouse is a fucking predator. Yes, uh, Foss. Foss does have strange eyes, and maybe Mickey Mouse is a predator. He I don't know. Eyes. He eats real food. He's are you trying to, to say that cheese. vegetables aren't real food? Well, Michael, we all know that your food opinions are very dry food, if you will. So um, I think we should just move on from this subject for the sake of our friendship. Uh-oh. Checkmate. I'm I have sick. one again. I'm sick, and this is the way you treat me? <laughs> three, three, three weeks in a row. You're supposed to be a father. Um, a father does this? And he spreads <laughs> lies about rabbit fur? Joe's sometimes teaching you, you about peripheral vision. What more do you want from a you. father? Sometimes you need to take your child and you need to show them where they stand in the world. That's all. Are you going to tell Kaylin that Santa's real? Of course I am. She has to know. When are you going to tell her that that Santa's not real? How do we know children don't listen to this podcast? If they If they do, then I've already said the F word like four times. Yeah, that's a fair and point. And I talked actually. about Mickey Mouse being a predator, so yeah, probably parents should definitely. Now, so yeah, parents parents should definitely move on at that point. Um. Anyway, my final point from D'Angelo was just that this is a guy who's who's put up unbelievable numbers throughout his career, including at the AHL level. Um, I do believe we talked about that a little bit last week too. So uh, there is something there. There is, you know, this guy who had 14 points. In 39 games with the the Arizona Coyotes, so we're not far removed from that that player. He can, but yeah, he can be a third pair power play guy in the NHL. He has that I mean, ability, he, and that's like, like in many ways that's his his floor. That's not his ceiling. He can he has the ability to be more than that. It's just a question of whether he can kind of put it all together. And this injury is is has such crappy timing for him. 
and I really hope that it's not serious, but I also hope that if it is kind of a substantial injury that the Rangers don't rush mm-hmm. him um, and, you know, it, that they give him a chance to get well, get right, and, you know, that he really kind of steps steps away and, you know, does does some thinking about what he's doing off the ice while he's off the ice because you, you can't pretend it doesn't hurt his chances of sticking around with this team. When you're in a front office position and you have a player who has off the ice stuff going on, and I know that's a big umbrella term, but we saw that, you know, in that Larry Brooks story that the Rangers were not too thrilled with, you know, JT Miller's off the ice stuff with, you know, kind of partying and stuff like that. And, you know, you, those things matter that they, they make an impact, they make a difference. And, you know, you, you want guys to kind of get their head screwed on, right? Especially right now. And a guy who has this kind of potential and skill and he can be a big part of things going right, but he can very easily be a casualty of his own mistakes and, you know, his, his own kind of shortcomings. You know, he, he can believe whatever he wants and have and hold whatever opinions he wants, but he can't afford to be immature about it. And he also, unfortunately, can't afford to get hurt, but he can control one of those things. And so he should. Yeah, definitely can't control injuries unless you're some type of wizard. Um, <clears throat> or a predator, like Mickey Mouse. Um, uh, let's see. We talked about the Angelo. We talked about the Rangers. Why is Brendan Smith tank. still in exile? Oh, we I want to we, talk about that. So I think the Angelo thing. Let's talk about more defense. The D'Angelo thing is really interesting. Stuff. Because, like, uh, did we talk about – last week we talked about the defenseman at the, uh, in the AHL, and I didn't know who, like – what was his name? Oh, uh, Labrie. Yeah. Labrie. Yeah. Labrie. Yeah. I didn't even know yeah, that Labrie guy there. existed. Who yeah. is Labrie? Hubert. Hubert. Hubert Labrie. Hubert? Hubert yes. Labrie. Well, yeah, it's probably – it's it's Hubert Bass become cultured in the French language and the accents of the French. Hubert Labrie. Um, you know, he eats escargot under the Eiffel Tower and delicious French onion soup. Um, I'm going to send so, a picture of three while think we're at, talking. At, at this point, Smith is in total exile on purpose. I think the Rangers are proving a point to him that he's not coming back anytime soon. Uh, I find it astounding that he has not been called up with all the injuries. I mean, Rob yeah, O'Gara... Yeah, do think is, point is made? Isn't point made by now? Uh, but here's the other thing, too. And I'm going to give the Rangers the benefit of the doubt of intelligence, which I know is a rare feat um, within itself. Do the Rangers, the same team that is theoretically trying to rush Kevin Shattenkirk back into the lineup, do they in turn realize that Brendan Smith would make the Rangers better. And not only do they get to prove a point to him by keeping him in the AHL all year, but they also get to keep the Rangers bad by keeping him down there. Your thoughts on that, Michael? That would explain why O'Gara is still here. Well, O'Gara is <laughs> really, when I, when I speak McLeod, about the Rangers matter. this way, that's the way that I'm doing it because O'Gara really has no place on an NHL roster. And I'm really not trying to be rude, but 
what do we have here? You know what I mean? You, you have a guy who I think has been on the ice for like 40% of the Rangers' goals against at even strength. He's just – he's not a great hockey player. I mean, A.V. was praising him the other day. I, I, I don't know. I really don't at this point. <laughs> but what even is A.V. An, an, said something about him working within his skill level, right? Like he said it was yeah. – he was praising him. I remember the moment you're talking about, but he he literally also said something like, you know, he's excelling within his limited skill set. Yeah, like <laughs> see, I don't remember those like moments that. because they happen and then I just black out and then that's the end of it. Um, <laughs> so he had his first he had his first point the other day. Um, he's gotten 53 percent of his starts have been in the offensive zone. So it's not like Mignot doesn't totally understand what he has. He's also a Yale, a Yale guy, and I hate Yale. So there's that. He's a Yale guy. Um, why do you hate Lundquist. Yale? Because so I went to Quinnipiac, Sorry. Michael, and Quinnipiac and Yale are rivals. Oh, okay. Oh, honey. That's oh, not. Uh, that's. I'm not oh, sure they're honey. academic rivals, but. Uh, oh no, they're not uh, academic uh, rivals uh, at all. They're uh, hockey uh, rivals. They're not even oh, basketball you sweet, rivals. You sweet, sweet man. But they are hockey rivals, and we do beat them in hockey. So there's and that. then they do the safety schools cheer to you, I imagine. Um, do people still do that? I don't think so. I'm trying to think of the last time. You know, Yale, we're going to go on a tangent here, but Yale plays in, in Ingalls, which is like one of the coolest hockey arenas I've ever been in. Um, it really is like an old wooden ship. It's very intimate. Um, and the oh, sideboard, the, ship. the the ceiling looks like a whale almost, but it's built out of wood. And the sideboards are probably a foot and a half lower than what you would imagine, than what you would get at like MSG. Um, and the netting really doesn't cover them. It's an unbelievable arena. Most people that we've met um, when we used to go and tailgate and go to the games at, at Ingalls were very, very nice. Um they have like this guy, like this captain who skates too. around. He's the worst. Yes, and very well educated. I'm not taking anything away from Yale and their Ivy League status, but Quinnipiac is a better hockey team. That's all, because Rob Oga- guys like Rob O'Gara play defense for for Yale. That's <laughs> why. Um. Anywho, Rob O'Gara is not an NHL player, but he is with the Rangers. Um, I don't think I've seen anything in these 18 games that have led me to believe that he is a guy who should be sticking around next year. I mean, his possession numbers are 41%. On an admittedly terrible Rangers team. Hey, you son of a bitch. He's also tall. (laughs) Credit where it's due. What did you say? I said he's also tall. Credit where it's due. Yeah, 6'4". That's true. He's like a monster, isn't he? He's like Brian yeah, Boyle like, size. Well, he's not quite Boyle size, but he's quite big. He's Mark Stolich, which big. does seem to be like the. It 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 seems to be. If you're big, Vigneault likes you. That's that's really what I'm trying Brian to get Boyle. at here. If you have size, that's that's where you want to go. And and Beth, I did like I said, I didn't. I blacked out. I didn't hear the end of it. If if Vigneault did indeed say, um, you know. In his limited skill set, I'll I'll take it. But the fact that Brendan Smith is not up and O'Gara is still prowling prowling the blue line, yes, that's absolutely, I think, a sign that the Rangers understand what they have. Um, 
and maybe what they don't have on defense right now. Let me ask another question since this turned into a heated debate on Twitter today. Mike, <laughs> Jimmy DC. Yep. What are your thoughts on him? He's a fine young man. What are your thoughts on him as being a hockey player, you son of a bitch? <laughs> he's he's better than most hockey players, I would say. Uh, I hate you so much. Considering he made it to the NHL. Altogether, he's also quite well-educated. Uh, I don't know if you know this. Uh, the a Harvard boy? Harvard. Um, oh, my God. We have Harvard and Yale. Yeah, I had. Yeah. We can tell Pierre hasn't done a game in a while. Yeah. He hasn't been but reminding us what of that. What about him as a hockey? Him as a hockey is a guy uh, who scores. <laughs> I want to see a goal diagram of him as a hockey because I'm pretty sure he scored all of his goals from within like eight feet of the net. And a lot of them have been rebounds. And a lot of them have just been like jamming pucks home. And he's, a, he's an, an adequate third line right winger. Uh, or winger. All right, you're you're say. getting to what you're getting to what I'm asking. If I told I know, you, I, I want to. I'm not done talking though, but you can keep going. I don't care anymore. No, no, continue what you were saying because this is a podcast and words matter. Okay, uh, he's he's adequate third line uh, winger. He's people look at him and say, oh, he's a sophomore player, second year player. He's a rookie last year, but he's old. He's an old man. He's seen a lot of things. His knees hurt. Uh, when he kisses his children at night, there's whiskey on his breath. You know, he's been through a lot. Uh, Sorry. That's it. That's all. I'm done. That's it. You're done with that one? Okay. Um, <laughs> so, all those things aside, um, Beth, I say Jimmy Vista to you. You think what? Uh, really well-educated, grindy kind really of guy who needs thing. perfect Uchnevich passes to score goals or is going to get the dirty ones. And let's, let's admit it. The Rangers don't have that many people who do that. So I actually think he looks better on the Rangers than he would on other teams because seriously, the Rangers in front of the net are a disaster. As far as I'm concerned, they just are. It's like, they don't know it's there half the time. Um, and he he is one of now that Nash is gone, the one guy who seemingly could find a straight line between our net and the other net. VC um, is is one guy who's going to just you know pound it out up there and zoop. But we don't we don't I don't know what it is. Don't get me started on this. Um, but yeah, I mean the people saying that the crab people. Um, He's worth more than Pavel Buchnevich. I mean, what game are you watching? Um, Because it isn't hockey. So, you know, I mean, he's he's a good guy to have around. But yeah, something you know, the the eminence with which he came in, um, and you know, the fact that I I think it also has to do with the fact that you know. The organization leaned very hard on trying to make Hayes, Shea, and VZ the new Broussard, Zuccarello, and Hagelin. It's almost like a branding thing. Um, And, yeah, the analogy just doesn't work hockey-wise for VC. I mean, 
he's you know he's going to do the job right and if all the planets align he's going to do what he did last night and get a hat trick but how often is that going to happen so yeah i mean you're talking about a guy who finished last year with 16 goals he has 15 so far this year um i think vc is having a very good year this year and he has 22 points um I don't. I get into this argument with people all the time. Saying VC isn't a top line player does not mean that VC sucks. VC is a perfectly yeah. fine third line player. I think at his best, he is a third line player. If you get twenty goals a year out of VC, it's a lot. Mike referenced him a few weeks ago and said he's a guy that you know you don't notice him unless he scores a goal, and I think that's very true. Um, one of the reasons why I think he works so well on the Rangers, like Beth was alluding, the Rangers don't have a ton of shoot first players and VC is a shoot first player. So it, it's nice because it, it just meshes well with whatever else the Rangers have. But what I take umbrage with is oh, umbrage. Professor yeah, Umbridge. Vucinevich is a better hockey player. VC isn't a top six winger on this team with all the trades the Rangers made. And the Rangers took three theoretically top six players out of their lineup. Kreider, Zuccarello, Zibanejad, Buchnevich, Spooner, Nemestikov, and I'm missing one. Who am I missing? Are all above VC in terms of the depth chart. And I don't even know who I'm missing, but it's bothering me. Um, and again, this isn't a knock on Jimmy VC, but Jimmy VC is not a guy that you should be relying on to give you a significant amount of offense. And the fact that him and Buchnevich have played relatively similar amounts of time with one another is infuriating for a lot of reasons. Listen, I get the love for a good old North American boy who plays a North-South game and gets his hands dirty. And listen, I like VC with the best of them. But VC is not a Buchnevich. He's not a Kreider. Um... He's just not one of those players. And I think we've seen a lot of success from him where, like Beth said, he's on the other end of a pass-first player, which on the Rangers is not hard to do, and he's been successful there. But this is the best VC you can get. He's going to be 25 soon. We're not talking about, we're not talking about a kid. And you look at a guy like Kevin Hayes, who has 20 goals and will probably climb towards – 50 points this year who's playing in a role that is absolutely not suited for him at all. That's the type of guy that you'd rather have on your team. And I think it's going to be very interesting to see what the Rangers do with VC this summer, because I, I do think there's more value to his reputation to him as a player. So if you get something nice to do that, that would be Did Joe just disappear, or am I? I don't know. I think I think he might have. Can he? Joe. Joe, you're gone now. There's nothing we can do. Uh, We we have to move on. What else are we gonna talk about? It's like an Oregon Trail. When someone dies, you just you just fucking bury them and you you put their. Do we eat them? Oh, maybe. Depends on how many rations we have left. But I, was I mean, I'm not hungry right now, but I mean, maybe we should save him for later. We could preserve him. Um, yeah. I would imagine some salt. Use some salt, although mm-hmm. 
I would imagine there'd be a lot of salt in him already. Uh, but yeah, what what else can we talk about, Beth? I think we kind of covered everything we wanted to touch on. Uh, we we even talked about uh, Georgiev a little bit. It's I don't know. I like, if, I, so what's going to happen with him when the 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 Shostyorkin like what what's George's trajectory oh, with the Rangers? Yeah, yeah Igor. That's easier. Affectionately known as Prince Igor, because there's King Henrik, and Igor is the prince who was promised. He he will be uh, he will bring the next a new dawn. One. Yeah, that's oh, good. the next show. Uh, that is, is Joe what we babbling like to there think. somewhere in the in the static. No, uh, the best that? part is he he hasn't said a, a fucking word to us. Um, <laughs> oh, Joe is apparently maybe a baby lost thing happened. His his internet. If if Joe lost his internet because of the snow, there's no way for oh. the show to end, Beth. And like it cannot end, and so we uh, just have to because keep doing he, it. we have to keep doing it until who knows how long. Uh, so let's get next week, maybe when he comes back. Well, yeah, but the point is, this is broadcast live, so this is just out live for the world. And oh, so we have we have no way to make it. <laughs> Yeah, Wait, and you're confusing him that? now on Twitter. So this is great. This is all this is all fine. This is good. Um, yeah, but to, to to touch on your point, to fill this with Rangers content or something that looks like it, or at least sounds like it. Um, you know, the, what's interesting about, or to me about Georgiev, other than he's Bulgarian Russian. Beth, did you know that that he's Bulgarian Russian? I did. I knew he wasn't just Russian. Did you know that if you take the letters from Beth Macklin, you can spell the words hatchable and matchable? Did you know that? I did not know that. Wow. Yeah, that's what I was, I was doing that while uh, I was putting the letters of our names into an anagram mixture while Joe was talking because he really doesn't say anything oh. worth listening to. Um, no, but no. Yeah, we have, I did my toes. This is, the, this, is the, this is the first year of Georgiev's ELC, so... He's tw- he's only 22. He's quite a young quite a young Russian boy from the Urals, uh, and he's, you know he's so he's under contract for the next three years, and I'm just filling time. Uh, and you know Shostyorkin, I, I, off the top of my head, I think he's in the KHL until at least next season. So I want very badly for the Rangers to say, uh, screw it, we're doing Hank and this Russian kid, meaning Georgiev next year. Yeah. Because Hank will be, oh, God, I don't even like to say it. Hank will be 37 next year. Oh. I mean, he looks good for 37, but. He looks good for oh. 57. Wait, no, yeah, he, he's not 57. Uh, he looks good. I should have gone the other way there. He looks good <laughs> for 27. There we go. Yeah, that's what we meant. It's a good thing we can edit this in post, right, in case something disastrous happens on the podcast. <laughs> Joe oh, Joe wants uh, to know if he, he should end us. He says, let me call in. Do either of us have any actual control over that? No, no neither of us have any sort of powers. Uh, and it's good. No. It's good that our lack, of, our lack of organization and structure is being uh, broadcast now and is okay, immortalized. So, on the, you know, wait, but can we actually finish this? Because I'm interested. So what if the prince sure. comes? Um, the prince is promised. I assume yes. then we, we, we have... Benoit Allaire has worked his magic on Little oh, Alexander. We're not. We're, he's not allowed to leave. Oh, we we Benoit. Well, but three, 
Oh, no, Benoit's not going anywhere, but where does little Alexander go? That's a good question. You know, Hank has four years left on his contract, or meaning including this year. So after this year, there's three more years of Hank. And by the time his contract is over, he'll be, you know, 39-40. And so what that means is, you know, do we really expect Hank to still want to play when he's, you know, does he ever reach a point where like he pumps the shotgun and he kicks over his desk and he says, I'm done. Fuck it. I'm going out. Uh, Mostly but, I just want to get paid. Yeah. Yeah. Just, or, or he just he say, sits there on the bench looking beautiful. Yeah. I, I don't see why. Because he I mean, the fans that. like that too. They really do. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know. The the, num- the thing we're going to hear over and over again with Hank now is just, but his cap hit. Every sentence is going to start with, but his cap it. Because he is an oh, eight, so the- he up $8.5 million. And, you know, it's it's really easy for people to be like, he isn't worth it now. Well, we everyone knew that heading into this. We all knew yeah. it wouldn't be the case. It's, 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 you know, it's the most obvious thing in the world. But uh, Georgiev is a good bridge. And before we get to Igor and if everything goes really, really well, the Rangers can have all three at one point and, you know, Georgia will be 23 or 24. And then if Igor is what we think he is, they can move Georgiev or try and figure out what the hell Hank wants to do and end up with two one way or another and, you know, turn Georgiev into who knows what, but you know, yeah. we've seen we've seen just enough of him, I think, to be excited about him. Um, I think so. Yeah, I think so. All I right. mean, that was a nice little game he had last night, and he's a young kid. He's got an amazing coach. Um, hopefully, he'll get more games now in this uh, tail end of whatever it is we're doing. Um, you know, the the, the non cup run. Um, so yeah, I just I I like to believe that there's a good future for him. I want good things for Alexander. Yeah, I'm telling Joe to end the show at 8:58 exactly. So Beth, we have okay. four minutes to talk about whatever we want to talk about. Um, mm. I was hoping we could go back to Mickey Mouse having predatory eyes, but if you'd like to talk about the Rangers. We can also do that. We can do that as well. Well, see, what I feel like I need to mention there is a tweet I just happened to see today, which was a quote from Walt Disney, in which he said that he loved Mickey Mouse more than he'd ever loved any woman in his life. And um, he was married to the same woman for 41 years. So I I will say I paused on that and wondered what it would have been like to be loved less (laughs) publicly than, than a cartoon, than a male cartoon mouse. Um, but you know what? Maybe his wife didn't wear white gloves. Yeah, and maybe she wore shirts. And oh, maybe that's the whole thing. Maybe she wore shirts, and that was a big point of contention for them. You know, it's 2018, folks. We can talk about such things as mature adults. I mean, I really think we have to. I think our the fate of the world relies on it, really. Um, how many goals does Nash have for Boston? Oh, I haven't. Sorry, I wanted to talk about hockey again. And you're quicker at looking up these things than I am. 
Yay! I can find out for you in a jiffy. Oh, is Joe back? No. I don't want Joe to be back. Um, the Bruins, for the Bruins, Nash in eight games has three goals and an assist. That's, so that's, he's, that's he's, he's, he's up to 21 goals this year. So that, it, that, that does seem very Nashy, right? Three goals, one assist in yeah. eight games. That's quite Nashy. And I think he, he hasn't got taken two of the a penalty as a Bruin game. yet. Oh, my gosh. J.T. Miller has two goals tonight. Ooh. Yeah, and McDonough, he hasn't played until very recently for Tampa. It's still, I'm not quite ready to watch McDonough as a Lightning. McDonough had to be reprogrammed, I think. Yeah, it doesn't feel good. Oh, here's the more interesting questions. How many, I have not heard a word about Grabner from the Devils. Have you? Oh. No, I know that he wasn't, he hasn't exactly, yeah, eight games, uh, no points, no goals, no, no assists. Oh, holy crap. That's, wow. that's just nice. And that's why Poor you don't Bradley. trade with your enemies, friends, because. <laughs> oh, well, well, we have oh, less, than, less than 60 seconds, Beth, and the show's going to end less abruptly. Less than 60 so. seconds. Um, What's your favorite Disney love, movie? No, Finding Nemo isn't a Disney movie. What's a Disney movie? Probably Beauty and the Beast. Wait, I don't know. I don't it? know. I don't know. I like. I think the Gaston song is amazing. No one fights like Gaston. Yeah, I like exactly. that. It's very smart. He uses antlers in all of his decorating. <laughs> I think that's how we end the podcast. He uses antlers in all of his decorating. <laughs> Joe does too. Yeah. So is Joe, that son of a bitch. Um, yeah, but what's great here is I don't know if the show will actually end at 8.58. Because if it doesn't... Well, we may just keep talking totally, to each other, and the show itself totally will have ended, fucked. but we'll yeah. think it's going on. Yeah, that's probably already the case, to be honest with you, Beth. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, he probably killed that, it the minute the minute he got uh, kicked off it. I'm, I'm surprised he that Joe hasn't put more did. energy 